Roto Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. The Morning Grind, Stevie TPFL and Company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Without further ado, here's your host, Stephen Young. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's April, it's the 2nd of April, 2019, and we have four basketball games to talk about here on today's slate. We're also going to overview some pitchers and some hitters that we like as well, since we only have four basketball games. We're going to talk some baseball on the podcast as well today. I'm joined for the second day in a row, my buddy, Will, Chief Justice 06. Monday is past. Monday was not good for me. I hope it was better for you. And uh, ready to move on to Tuesday uh, with the gas pedal all the way down um, after Monday. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, my Monday was – it's terrible today. And I'm, I'm not ashamed to say that, uh, you know, I kind of, you know, went, went in on some guys on basketball. Dame didn't work out. Uh, you know, went in on, on the Dodgers and, and – a little mini Boston stack and Strom, and that didn't work out. So it was just, you know, just just a, a very ugly fantasy day for me performance-wise. But uh, nothing we can do, man. And it's a new day, turning the page. Got a little four-game basketball slate that's very interesting and some more baseball, so I'm ready to roll. Yes, sir. Um, never, never, ever, ever do I – shy away from admitting when i'm wrong or i miss stuff and i just i miss monday like it was just one of those bad days ready to bounce back um man like like i had i had the right guys in my player pool for the nba and i just didn't x like i went simmons over bledsoe bledsoe was in my player pool um i went simmons over uh, over gordon Dragic as well I, i still think simmons probably the right play there like that, that kind of burned me. Um, you know, Jay Crowder, Crowder getting hurt, um, you know, burned me. But like, it was just one of those weird NBA slates where, like, I had the right guys. Like, if, if I look at my player pool, my player pool matches up with winning lineups tonight. Roster construction was just lacking. And, and, and I don't even know if it was roster construction lagging, just more of the. I don't even think I was overreacting to the news. Like, you know, we, we got news that Butler was going to sit and Bede was out and I played Simmons and Tobias and I, you know, I didn't play Cornette. I played Holmes instead. And, you know, it was just one of those slates where it wasn't necessarily the wrong moves. It, it just was not the perfect roster construction. And it, it was just one of those weird NBA nights. Um, so again, uh, you know, I trust my research. I trust my process and I am um, already looking forward to this next slate. Um, And that's how my mind is. You know, I'm not going to win every night. If I won every night, um, I'd be living in a mansion in in Beverly Hills, right? Like (laughs) living the high life or something. So um, all we can do is, is trust our process, get back on the grind and um, you know, move on to the next day. And we're going to do that here. But before we do that, if you guys haven't checked out our sponsor, make sure you head on over there. Check them out. It is FantasyDraft.com. Bunch of stuff going on over there right now. Like I say every day, if you haven't checked them out, they got NBA. They got MLB. Their PGA contests are up. They got some NHL stuff up as well. Love that $15,000 home run on the main slate. Um, so 
you haven't checked them out, make sure you check them out. Give them some love over there on Fantasy Draft. Sign up to the Roto-Grinders links. That way you get access to any cool promos that we run with Fantasy Draft. Will, let's get into it. Four-game NBA slate. We'll talk baseball after we get done breaking down these four basketball games. But four-game slates mean we get to spend a lot of time on these basketball games and really break them down, what we're looking at. And uh, what we're looking at today is a lot of teams missing a lot of players. And not even a lot of teams. A few teams missing a lot of players. And we start with one of those teams. It's the L.A. Lakers going to Oklahoma to take on the Thunder. L.A. side, no total in this one. L.A. side, Ball, Hart, Ingram, LeBron, all out. Kuzma, questionable. Thunder, good to go. Um, you know, they're, they're full squad, ready to go. Um, what are we looking at here on the Lakers side of things? Okay, so, you know, all season, you heard me preach, I do not predict blowouts. I'm not in that business. This game going to be ugly. I, I, I'm still not in that business, but as it gets down to the dog days of the NBA and you see, you start seeing teams like this where they pretty much have no, you know, high-impact players playing, when JaVale McGee is the guy that you're expecting to score the most fantasy points on the team, that tells you about how I feel about this game. Uh, I, I don't know if I can play any Lakers, man. Um, this, this is a tough one for me. Uh, they're on the road. Uh, I, I definitely think this is a blowout spot. Um, definitely. I, I, I definitely think this is a blowout spot. I, th- I think I'd be looking at guys like your Caruso's. Uh, Lance Stevenson, I don't mind because he's still cheap. Uh, KCP, because it's, it's just a shooting guard against OKC, and I still think he can get there at 5,400. Uh, I, I don't like him as much on FanDuel because I think he's 6K over there. Uh, and then, you know, maybe a little bit of Jonathan Williams, maybe a little bit of Mortz Wagner. Uh, but I, I I don't want to play anybody, any of the expensive guys from the Lakers today, man. I just I, I definitely think this is a blowout opportunity for the for the Thunder. You have to like Mortz, right? Like, you know, this is a spot that if we do think this game doesn't stay close, which I think is a very reasonable thought process um we're not trying to project blowouts but if we don't think this game is going to stay close you have to think which lakers are probably going to get the run no matter what and mortz is one of those guys um they just signed jamiro jones uh to a contract and he played like five minutes against pelicans i don't know if he'll get run but he's another guy that would probably get run in a blowout if you're looking for maybe like a Fanduel punt. I would play him only if Kuzma sits, um, and, and Fanduel only. Um, but yeah, like I think I'd play him over like Andre Ingram. In- Ingram, um, they didn't sign him, right? Resign him to a ten day. I think they let that ten day go. Um, but yeah, like McGee is probably the best option here as far as like upside but i can't even trust that because like you know if this game doesn't stay close i feel like he might be a guy they like sit down and you know let other people get runs so caruso um probably my favorite play from the lakers here he's he's probably the guy that i'm gonna play no matter what yeah um i don't want to hijack the podcast i just happened to look down i was looking at the scores i saw that looks like phoenix might be up by a few points why has C.D. Osman played 31 minutes and shooting one for 11 against Phoenix? I'm sorry. I just wanted to throw that in there. 
nights like that happen. That's like our DFS oh, night. Like, like, yeah. Like, <laughs> thumbs up. Thumbs up our night. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, folks. Just just wanted to throw that in there. It's just been a rough night. <laughs> Shift, shifting gears here, Will. Um, looking at the Thunder side of things here. You know, obviously, we expect the Thunder to kind of handle this game. I think Schroeder is probably the guy that I would look at from the Thunder. I don't love it. Um, but, like, Westbrook and George usually get their numbers, even games that, you know, don't stay close. But paying 11K and paying 10K for guys that might not get full fourth quarter run it is it is odd. We do have Houston, Sacramento, and we have Denver, Golden State. We have plenty of studs to pay up for on the slate. Like, there's a lot of playoff implications behind the Denver Golden State game. That might be a game that we talk about stacking potentially, be, just because of the the game. So, what are you looking at here on the Thunder side of things? Yeah, man, this 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 was a tough one for me. I, I it's like you said. I think Westbrook and Paul George can still get their numbers. I, I really do. But just because they're such a, a big part of the production of this team. And and that's the reason I think I think if they play all three quarters, I think Westbrook's capable of 60 and I think Paul George is capable of 50. But I do think it's a risky proposition. Um, you know, you've got Jerry and Grant out there. You've got uh, um, Schroeder out there. You've got Steven Adams out there at 6,100. And I think everything would have to go our way for them to, for them to really hit value here. Um, when you've got some guys in other spots that I think – I just think it's it's a little bit easier for me to stomach paying the prices knowing that I feel like the game will be a lot closer. So I – I, I, I don't feel comfortable recommending Westbrook and, and, and Paul George today re- really in any format, um, despite the fact that they probably have some of the highest floors on the slate because those two guys pretty much do it all for this team. Indeed. Um, man, if if you're playing Westbrook or George, you're probably playing McGee and, like, Rondo. Like, realistically, running it back with, like, a three-man, like – that's probably how you're approaching this one. Moving on, Atlanta at San Antonio, 229 total. San Antonio favored by nine and a half. John Collins is doubtful. Deadman is out. Plumley's out. Spellman's out. And Prince is doubtful. San Antonio, they're good to go here. Um, they're locked into the West. You know, they're tied with the Thunder right now. Both of these teams have pretty easy games here. Let's start with Atlanta. You know, I, I really thought that, like, it was going to be Bembray that got all this run. And out of nowhere, it's been Justin Anderson um, with Prince out that has gotten this run. Do we expect that to kind of continue here? They did raise his price, but the minutes have been really secure over the last two games with Prince out. Man, this is one where, to, to be honest, I, I, I'm going to be watching what's happening the rest of the day. Uh I, I've I've got a feeling the Spurs may sit somebody here. I think the Spurs have three or four games this week, if if I'm not mistaken. Um, and I mean that they still need to win. Don't 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 get me wrong. They still need to win. The Spurs are on a back to back. They play the Nuggets on Wednesday night. So and 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 that's my point. That that that's my point. 
Nuggets are on uh, a back-to-back too. You know, they play Golden State and then they play the Spurs. So, yeah. So, but but I think the Nuggets. Are, we know the Nuggets are going to play their guys for this game. Uh, this is a big game. They're, they're going to play their guys. Uh, you know, both teams will be tied. If the Nuggets win, them and Golden State will be tied. Uh, as far as record is concerned, for first place, the Spurs have a pretty easy game against uh, Atlanta. Spurs uh, do play. Not to interrupt you, Spurs do play four times this week. They play, you know, tonight uh, against Atlanta. Then they play Denver on Wednesday. They play Washington on Friday in Washington, and then Cleveland in Cleveland mm-hmm. on Sunday. So they do play four games, and three of those against pretty bad East Coast teams. So it's a good yeah. week for the Spurs. Yeah, it really is. I'm I'm thinking the Spurs are going to win today, and I'm thinking the Thunder are going to win. I think the Spurs are the most likely team on this slate to sit someone. That That's just me thinking ahead, thinking about, you know, what, what Pop could try to do. Uh, you know, may, maybe he sits Aldridge. Maybe he, maybe he sits, you know, Rudy Gay. You know, may, maybe he tries to sit one of these older guys. If that's the case, I think I'm a lot more interested in this game. Um, you, you guys know how I feel about stacking against Atlanta. I also like stacking Atlanta. Um, you know, they're down bodies. I, I just, I, I really do feel better about the Atlanta Hawks than I do about the LA Lakers for some reason. And, and really, they're in a similar situation. But uh, today, with Alex Lynn is fifty one hundred, and and Javale McGee is seven K, I'm going to side with Alex Lynn. Uh, you know, when I've got you know, Bembry, Anderson, Herter, Bazemore, all these guys under 5K. And I've got, uh, you know, um, uh, gosh, the, the the shooting guard from the Lakers, uh, KCP. And I've, and I've got KCP at 5,400. I feel like I want to side with the Atlanta Hawks, um, you know, and, and I take Trey Young over Rondo in this spot right now for sure. So I, I, I really am interested in the Hawks. Um, but I'm much more interested if San Antonio sits on one. Um, but I still don't mind Trey. He's been playing out of his mind recently. Um, and these guards are going to play. Um, so, and, and I, I definitely like Alex Lynn. Uh, so uh, th- those are the guys I'm, I'm kind of looking at. I don't think I'll play Vince Carter in this spot, but, but everybody else, I like him. Is Vince, do you know Vince Carter's men's salary on FanDuel? Uh, he's probably not anymore. I, I would assume he's like thirty eight hundred. Let's see. Let's see how how good I am. Yep, he's thirty eight hundred exactly. So yeah, like he, you're not even getting him as like a punt. Like thirty eight is still kind of a punt. Um, don't get me wrong, but you know you kind of you kind of want him to be min salary there. Um, so yeah i don't think i play him really the the three guys that i want to play from the hawks tonight is trey young anderson and lynn um i think you can play those guys regardless uh, i don't think it really i don't think it really matters um you know to be honest who sits who doesn't sit uh those three guys i'm playing regardless now if san antonio does sit people and we get that news which the slate starts an hour later than usual so you know, like we should have maybe the news here. Um, if one sits, then I'm running those three Atlanta guys back with, you know, DeRozan or Gay or LaMarcus Aldridge. It just depends on who's out, who sits. You know, the guy that I really, really like here that could fly under the radar a little bit is Derek White. You know, he hasn't been playing great. And it's really just how he's been shooting. Like he's been getting the minutes. He just hasn't been shooting the ball very well. 
Will, matchups with Atlanta always brings out the best, um, you know, shooters. And I like guards that are going to get pace upgrades. And obviously, Atlanta pushes the pace a little bit more than San Antonio. I like Derek White at 47. Um, I don't know if I could play him regardless, but if somebody sits, I think I could play him um, even more. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I, I I get it completely. Like I said, if I'm, I, I think I think I'm actually hoping that San Antonio sits someone. So I can give Lamarcus the day off. Let's that, just be hey, honest. Like, that's all. That's all we need. Or, he has or, a tough game on Wednesday against Jokic. Like, yeah, I mean, I, I I really am thinking one of these guys is going to sit though. Like LMA hasn't had a day off in a while. DeRozan hasn't had a day off in a while. Hey, let's not uh, go crazy here. We want DeRozan to play. Like, like give Lamarcus the day off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Now if they sit both of them, oh, Rudy Gay, come on down. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I do – like, San Antonio is just going to be a thing. If everybody plays, I have a lot less interest in these guys. I do think White would be in play regardless. Um. But if everybody plays, nobody sits. I don't know if I play LaMarcus. You could make a strong argument for DeRozan with the competition that he's going to face here. Brian Forbes has been okay. He gets a little bit of a bump playing against Atlanta. So that's kind of what we're looking at as far as the San Antonio side goes. Yes. Uh, Houston at Sacramento. Houston's favored by five in this game. It's a 227 total. Gerald Green is questionable. Giles is still out. You know, Houston could potentially pass Portland, you know, for that three seed. They're kind of fighting for that three and four seed right now. And I think if I'm Houston, I'd rather play the Clippers than the Jazz. But, you know, obviously, you know, you're just going to try to win as many games as you possibly can. Let's start um, in Sacramento pretty much. I think they're – I don't know if they're officially out, but I think if the Thunder win one more game, they're officially out. Um Oh, they're already out. They're out. They are officially out. Yeah, I just did the math. Uh, so, Houston, are we playing Harden? Are we playing Capella? Are we playing Chris Paul? Like, this is an excellent spot for Clint Capella. Uh, what do we like here with Houston? Yeah, I, I like these guys a lot, man. Um, th- this is a spot I actually still trust. Sacramento, they, they still have a pretty respectable team here. They've still got most of their guys playing. Collie Stein, Bagley. Uh, sh- Bagley should be back. I think he's going to play. Harry Barnes, even though, I mean, I'm not saying Harry Barnes is lighting the world on fire. But, you know, they've still got enough bodies. They've still got most of their regular team intact. Buddy Hill, Bogdanovich is playing a, a few more minutes now. Uh, I-, I-, I like this spot for Houston uh, for that reason, for-, for-, for that reason. Chris Paul is just still remaining cheap enough. Uh, across the industry, especially on DK and fantasy draft, uh, seventy one hundred, just crazy affordable for for this spot. Um, you know, they they just played on the thirtieth, and we saw that CP three was able to put up forty one fantasy points. Uh, we saw where Harden was able to play in this spot. Uh, he was able to put up eighty five fantasy points. Now I'm not saying he's going to go out and put up eighty five again, but but I, I definitely I, I think Harden is the stud to trust. On this slate, if I if I had to pay up, and I think if you're playing this slate, I, I think he's the stud to pay up for, uh, outside of uh, you know anyone in the, in the Denver Golden State game. Harden's your guy today. 
I, I think I think you just lock him in. I, I don't think you I don't I don't think you do anything outside of that. I, I think you lock Harden in for sure and um and, and, and roll it from there. I don't hate Clint Capella. Seventy five hundred. This is a, a really good spot for him. And um, you know, but but that's it. Harden, CP three, Capella, those are the guys. Yeah. I think I'd rank them Capella, Harden, Chris Paul, if I had to like just consider price. Um it's a four game slate, raw points matter. So like paying up for Harden and just kind of getting his floor um, you know, definitely matters. But it matters a little bit less when you have Westbrook and George and Curry and Durant and Jokic on this slate. So I do like I like Capella a lot in the spot. We we've been picking on Sacramento's you know big game all all season, and I don't think I'm going to stop here. The Sacramento side of things, you know, their rotation has been pretty tight. You know, I, I don't want to look at last game where Corey Brewer got minutes because Bagley was out. They're going to play their young guys down the stretch. Um, you know, let them continue to build chemistry together. Fox, Bagley, Willie Cauley-Stein, and um, Buddy Heald. I just it, – it's tough. It's tough. I, I like Bagley, and I like Buddy Heald. But I don't love the price tags on either one of them. But I do think both of those guys have a little bit of a ceiling here. I don't know if this is the day – that I pay for Fox considering that Trey Young is so closely priced to him. Yeah. I mean, I, I got you, man. Uh, if, if I had to side with anyone, I, I definitely uh, side with Trey o- over Fox. But I think if, 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 if the Spurs don't sit anyone, I, I think Fox is, I think Fox is a safer play. Um, just he's at home, should get the minutes. Uh, I'm expect I, I suspect that game would be a little closer. Um, but I mean, you know, Atlanta still doesn't have a lot of bodies, so Trey's still a great play. But I think I I think I side with Fox for to be a little safer if if uh, if the Spurs don't sit anyone. But that's just me thinking through it. He's like I said, he's at home, uh, should should play minutes, and um, yeah. That's that's kind of my thought process behind that. Listen, he's been playing great. Like you know, you can't really hate on Fox. He had a bad game, you know, on the second half of a back-to-back going into San Antonio. Um, you know, his assist and his and his rebounds are down, and assist numbers you know tend to be down in back-to-backs. So I don't think that really is anything crazy. So you know, you look at the three games before that: 49, 58, 40. Uh, there's upside here with Darian Fox. I, I just think I like Trey Young a little bit more, and um, completely understand why you would play Fox over Young. Last game, probably the best game on the slate: Denver at Golden State. Two twenty-two total here. Golden State favored by eight and a half. Um, as far as we know, Jamal Murray is supposed to play, and uh, both teams full strength going up against each other here. Um, Obviously, this one matters. You know, the Warriors are one game up uh, on Denver. We're getting into the time of the season where I think there's six games left. So, you know, at at this point, every game matters. And obviously, if Denver can tie this up with San Antonio on the second half of a back-to-back, they're going to try to win this game. It's an excellent game. I I think it's a game that, uh, on paper, numbers-wise, you know, it's not going to tell us it's the greatest game in the world, Will. But when we consider everything here, I think it's an excellent game stack stacking the core players here yeah for sure man um 
if I was going to stack one game today, it would absolutely be this one. Uh, th- th- this is this is the mother load of this slate, I think. In terms of should be competitive, should stay close. Uh, you know, uh, the only thing is, you know, Denver on the road and Golden State, I, I, I still think Golden State is the team to beat in the West. I know Denver's played phenomenal ball. Uh, I think I just think Golden State's try, going to try to make a statement in this game, and uh, if that's the case, then uh, look out, look out, Denver. This one should be a doozy. So I'm excited, man. Just in real life, in general, this is just going to be a fantastic game, and uh, you know, plenty, plenty of guys we can look at. Uh, I think my favorite play from Denver today is actually Paul Millsap. Uh, and the reason I think it's my favorite play from Denver too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just it's the price, it's the upside he has. I I, I love Jokic in the spot as well, but Millsap at sixty two hundred, uh, you know, play, playing he's probably going to play thirty to thirty five minutes in this game, somewhere in that range. And this is a game they're going to need him. They're going to need him for rebounds. They're going to need him to stuff the stat sheet. Uh, I just I, I like him. I, I think the price is fair. I think he still got upside. So so I like him a lot here. So my second favorite on this on this team. Uh, I I do like Jokic today. I think this is a good spot for him. Him and Boogie should uh, should be battling it out. He's ninety six hundred. Uh, you know I, I still think that there's meat on the bone at this price. I mean he's put up fifty three and fifty in back to back games here against Washington and OKC. So uh, I like him as well. This is a guy that I just want to give an honorable mention. Uh, I, I don't think you have to play him, but I definitely think he could be in consideration. He does; He's not putting up these high upside games anymore, but Mason Plumlee uh, at 4,700. Recently, last five games, he's been playing 23 and, and 25 minutes, respectively, against Washington. Got a few extra minutes. Um, in, in that in that Washington game, I know Jokic got ejected, but I that's just something I noticed. And uh, in this spot, that they could need him in a second unit to really, you know, you know, score a few more baskets. So that's just something that 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 really kind of caught my eyes as I was going through. Um, Jamal Murray at sixty three, you know, it's just Jamal Murray sixty three. I think I think you play him if you're game stacking. Uh, that's about it. I don't. Will Barnes too cheap, but you know half of their guards are too cheap. So just kind of take your pick of the litter there. Yes, um, nothing else to really add. Millsap, like you said, he's probably my favorite player um, from Denver in this game. But honorable mentions to Barton and Jokic. Um, I I just really like the spot for Paul Millsap. I, I think he's a guy. They're going to have to play big minutes here. Um, 30 minutes is big minutes for Paul Millsap. And if he gets 30 minutes, I think he has the upside to crush in this spot. Um, the Golden State side, I'll let you um, I'll let you cover Golden State here. But I will say my favorite play from Golden State today is Clay Thompson. Um, I love this spot for Clay. We've been attacking Denver with high usage shooting guards all season. And, uh, I, you know, this is a spot that I really, really like Clay. And uh, I'll let you take it from here. Yeah, Clay's got plenty of upside at 6,400, man. Uh, love that call. Uh, just outstanding. I, I think he'll have a phenomenal game. Uh, my favorite player is Curry, 9K. 
You play them both. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. Absolutely. I'm just, you know, Curry's my favorite play, 9K. I think he's too cheap. Um, you look at what he's done the past three games, 59, 56, 48. Before that, he put up 44. Uh, before that, 33, 54, 55, 50, 41, 47. We're starting to see the upside come back around. Um, you know, obviously, he's got three-point attempts baked in, uh, evidenced by, you know, five for eight against Charlotte, 11 for 19. 11 for 19. That's three-point attempts, folks, not shot attempts. 11 for 19 against Minnesota. He shot 13 for 25. My goodness. Uh, 6 for 12 against Memphis. 5 for 10 against Detroit. 5 for 12 against Indiana. 8 for 14 against Minnesota again. 6 for 18 against San Antonio. 5 for 12. I think you get my point. The guy is pretty much shooting double-digit three-point attempts every game, and he's at home. Uh, Spalding will have to bring them a few more nets. Uh, they, they do provide them for the NBA. Uh, that's just a quick tidbit. There's a great article that was written a couple years ago about how the Golden State Warriors probably, I think they they uh, take up about a third of the league's uh, uh, net orders or, or something like that because they're shooting through them in practice. They're shooting through them in real games. Trust me, read it. It's a real article I read. I was very amazed. Um, they they will owe Spalding a little bit more money after this game. They're going to be dialing it up from three again. Uh, Kevin Durant, eighty eight hundred man. You know that, that's such a fair price. Uh, he hasn't shown the same upside as Curry. He's been hanging around in the thirties, but he still has the upside. I think if you're stacking this game, I, I definitely think that you look at him. Draymond Green in this spot at fifty nine hundred man. That's incredibly cheap. Boogie absolutely limits Draymond's upside. But at 5,900 in a very competitive game that they want to win, I think you look at him. Don't don't hate Boogie at 7,200. I, I actually don't think he's necessary in this game. But obviously, he, he could drop a 50 spot on Jokic, and, and and you know no one would be surprised. I mean, the last time they played, uh, you know he shot five for 11, um, and it's put up 46 and a half fantasy points. So uh, I, I definitely think Boogie is on the radar as well. Yeah, I don't mind Boogie, but I, I'm not going to lie to you, Will. I think I'm going to start and stop with Clay and Curry. I really want to try to fit both of those guys in, maybe run it back with a Millsap, um, get a nice little three-man going from this game, use the value that we have in some earlier games, still get some of those mid-range guys, maybe fade like a, a chalky Alex Lynn or something just to be different on this slate, but it's kind of how I'm looking at it, you know. I I'm gonna be attacking these large field tournaments and these you know high dollar tournaments, you know, for the rest of the season, just trying to get pure upside out of the end of the season. So, you know, I don't mind fading a chalky guy towards the end of the season, and I think Alex Lynn is going to be very, very, very popular um, against the Spurs today, for what it's worth. Um, Let's play the morning grind game, and then we'll talk some baseball. Will, give me your favorite over-under here. Man, I think I'm just going to take Houston-Sacramento, and I'll take the over. And I know it's going to come in hot, but I'll take the over on it. I'm going to take the over in the Golden State-Denver game. I'm going to say that that game goes over 222. I don't know if it would go over by much. But it's a game that I do think will be very competitive back and forth, and I think maybe we'll see a couple massive runs maybe by both teams in that game. Um, favorite play under 5K to 7X. Who do you got? 
Man, this is a tough one for me today because I feel like a lot of these Atlanta guys are kind of grouped together for me. Um, you know, I, I don't think we're going to see 50 points from these guys again uh, like we saw the last game. Give me uh, give me give me Lance Stevenson at forty five. All right, I'm going to the same team, a guy that we really didn't talk about, but came back last game, played twenty three minutes, and took a ton of shots. Uh, it's Reggie Bullock. He's thirty six hundred today. Kind of that small forward position that you know we don't really love, or you know I don't really love. So I think Reggie Bullock's interesting. Maybe if he picks up a few extra minutes here uh, with all these guys out, I think they're going to let him go out there and shoot. So if Reggie Bullock hits his shots, there's a good chance he could 7X. If he doesn't hit his shots, yeah, those are the days that, you know, we chalk it up to we're playing DFS and these guys are real people. So there you go. Oh, over 8K to under 5X, who is your bust today? Ooh, you know, I, I don't have a lot of them today. I can tell you that. Well, there's not a lot of guys over 8K today. That's the thing. <laughs> All the guys over 8K should probably not bust. I, I think if I had to take one today, I, I actually think it would be KD at 8,800. Uh, I, I think I'd still take Westbrook. Uh, I, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ro just roll the dice with Kevin Durant. Friends don't let friends play Jokic. Except today. If I had to pick one guy up here over 8K that I'm probably not going to play, it would probably be Paul George. Yep. But I've been running really good fading Jokic, so I'm going to continue to fade him. Um, I really, really, really like Capella, and I think that's where I'm going to end up um, at center today. So I'm going to fade Jokic at 96, and he's going to be my bust today. I hope anyway. <laughs> I got you. Um, Jokic for 60. Um, favorite 6X guy. Who's your guy? Like you, you just are, are getting six at it, six X at it today. Uh, give me James Harden. Going with Harden. I like it. I'm going with Clay Thompson. Um, I expressed how much I like Clay here. Um, dude, I forgot to tell you the magic's, um, G League, there's a guy that plays on the Magic G League team. Like they were at the Magic game that I went to the other night. He yeah. looks just like Clay Thompson. He <laughs> looks oh, just wow. like him. Um, I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> I thought for a second that like it was that like impersonator Clay Thompson dude that there's like YouTube videos of. Yeah. But it, no, it's a dude that plays for the G League team for the Orlando Magic. He That's looks crazy. just like Clay Thompson. Yeah, like, I did like second glance. Like, is this Clay Thompson? <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, let's talk a little bit of baseball here. You know, we're not going to spend a ton of time on baseball. Let's spend about 20 minutes on baseball here. Um, let's talk some pitching. You know, if we pull up, I'm going to use um, I'm going to use DraftKings because that's what I have up in front of me. If we pull up DK today, obviously we got studs. You know, we have Scherzer, we have Verlander, we have Sale, we have Barrios, we have Snell, um, Ryu. Starting with Scherzer, obviously, he gets a matchup here with a much-improved Philadelphia team. But the biggest thing here with, with Scherz is weather. Um, Kevin Roth going to be busy on this game. Already in my pre-research pre, 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 pre research here, 
I noticed um, before the podcast that we have some weather that we're going to be dealing with in this Philadelphia-Washington game. And we've seen it multiple times early in the season where, where guys will get moved back a day and they'll just maybe go to a bullpen or they'll call up a guy just to let him throw. So I'd be careful with Scherzer today, Will. I do like the spot. Will Max Scherzer is Max Scherzer. He can strike out anybody, even though this team's much improved. Scherzer's still always in play for me. Absolutely. And listen, if if you haven't been playing MLB DFS and you haven't listened to Kevin Roth talk about weather, just let me give you a mini Cliff's notes on the Washington Nationals. <laughs> Don't ever trust the Washington Nationals in a weather game. They will say that game's going to be canceled and they will play in a monsoon. They will say they're going to play, it'll be sunny, and they will cancel the game. This has actually happened, folks. So, yeah, not- worst, worst team by far in the MLB. Do not trust the Washington Nationals until they prove me otherwise. Uh, anyway, I, if, Scherzer, if Scherzer plays, if the game's clear, uh, I, I love Scherzer. Um, but if not, if, if there's any inkling or there's any teeter-tottering, if they're you know on the fence, I'm just going to scratch this game off, period. I, I won't look at any single person. I, I've learned my lesson with the Washington Nationals. Uh, I, I know some of the GOATs out there. Uh, some of the, the the big mass multi-entry guys that I will not name will probably stack this game up when the weather concerns continue to eat at us throughout the day. That is not what I will be doing. I don't mind the stack for what it's worth because it looks like the weather is going to be like one of those things where it comes in early and moves out. So I don't mind hitters, but, uh, you know, I would be very careful with Scherzer. Um, and, and hitters in general, it's a 7 o'clock game, so... All right, Scherzer is in play. Weather is good. If if the weather is not good, obviously we're not playing him. Will, we have a ton of options up here at the top. Give me maybe one or two guys that you like here, not named Max Scherzer. Man, I, I think the tournament guy is Chris Sale, period. Uh, the guy came out and just got lit up. Uh, you know, on opening day, everybody remembers it. It was on ESPN. It was the big game of the night. I mean, 7 o'clock, only thing going, and we watched the Seattle Mariners send just just, just destroy them. I mean, Tim Beckham got a home run. E5 got a home run. It, it was unreal. And so I think if we've still got that etched in our minds, uh, you know, and people are going to fade Chris Sale because of that one bad start, Man, uh, I'm loving some Chris Sale today. The guy's got tremendous strikeout upside in a, in a better ballpark. They're going to be in Oakland. Chris Sale is my guy today, man. I, I love Chris Sale on this slate. Velocity, were you at all? No, I, I'm not worried, man. Um, as far as so, and I did watch what Alex Cora had to say about it. You know, he talked about the fact that. Uh, he felt like he was just kind of missing some spots. He was trying to run some guys in, and, you know, he was like two inches off. And, you know, I, 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 I'm I, going to trust Sale here in this spot. You know, if, if Core says he just felt like he was missing his spots, I, I'm, I'm going to take that as the reason why I hope that he's, you know, watched some film, gotten with the coaches and, and figured this thing out. 
against against a Boston against an Oakland team that that I think is going to be free swinging out there. So uh, I'm just I'm going to roll with them, man. Like that's why I said I think it's the tournament play. I think people may be may be afraid here, especially when you got Verlander, you got Barrios who just threw a gem. Um, you know the the other tournament guy, and I, I just th- for the same reason as Sale is is Blake Snell. S- Snell and Sale. I kind of view them in the same light. I, obviously, I think Sale is better right now, but just as far as combining them together on DraftKings, um, I think Sale and, and and Snell are kind of similar because they both had rough outings, and I don't. I think people may may be a little afraid to play them. Yeah, I like Snell too. Um, I'm a little concerned with Sale's um, velocity. We've seen this in the past where. His velocity has been down to start seasons, and it, it takes him like three or four starts. Um, I, I'm not going to let it, you know, like make the ultimate decision. But like, if we look back to 2018, like his second start, his first start, he his average velocity for his fastball was like 94. His second start was like 91 um, in, in that game. So like, it, it's not uncommon to see this from Sale. And, like, if we look back in those two games where his velocity was down, he pitched against Tampa and Miami and didn't really get shelled in either one of those games, pitched very efficient. So it's very possible that Sale can go out be very efficient with his velocity maybe being a little down because his his slider and his stuff is just so good. He was just missing spots. If anybody watched that game, he was just missing spots. So Yeah, Snell, he was down about uh... – I'm sorry for sale. Sale is down about two two miles an hour. What I've I've got him at about ninety two point two for the last game and about ninety four point seven for the year last year. Is that what is that what you've got on on sale around that? Hold on, I just X out of it. Yeah, that, that's what I've got. I'm looking at it right now. I just want to make sure. Yeah, so he was he was at like ninety three um, for his first start. Ninety, yeah, ninety three average fastball. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've got him ninety-two. And Hold on. Last year, his average was like ninety-four and a half. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. So we're, we're pretty much about around the same thing. Yeah. I um, I, I I still think he's okay. Just I just I just wanted to make sure we were we were kind of comparing apples to apples, but we were at least within you know point point five or so. So yeah, we're good. So yeah, I um, so there's two guys that I really like today. Um. It, one of them is Ryu. Uh, this this Giants team looks like heart garbage. Um, you know, Urias, Urias he, he just doesn't have the pitch count. Um, Ryu threw six innings in his first start. Now, you're always worried about when the when the pitcher spot comes up and there's runners on in the fifth or sixth inning for the Dodgers getting pulled. It, it's very likely that happens. Um, but he looked really, really good in his first start. He draws an excellent matchup here. Um uh, against the the Giants, you know, Bumgarner on the other side of this game. Uh, I think Ryu might be a guy that potentially goes overlooked. And he didn't have his best stuff the other night and still pitched really well, Will. Like, his swinging strike rate was only 7.3%. It was 11.6% last season. So, didn't have his best stuff, but looked really good. Um, and I... I I remember reading something that he added another pitch over the offseason. So Ryu somebody to watch at the beginning of the season. He gets another excellent matchup here against San Francisco. So I really like him. And I really like Berrios again. You know, he looked phenomenal in, in his first start. And, you know, he gets an excellent matchup here 
against Kansas City. Like, Kansas City is not the same Kansas City team as past. Mustakas is not there. Hosmer's not there. They're still not going to strike out a ton, and they are going to run when they get on base. That's the only thing that kind of concerns me when you're stacking or taking a pitcher against um, Kansas City is when they get on base, they're going to run. Like, Mondesi's going to run. Merrifield's going to run. Gordon's going to run. They're going to run. You know, if Billy Hamilton gets on base, they're going to run. But you look at the bottom of this lineup, like Owings, Molinato, and Hamilton. The bottom of this lineup is just bad. It's a team that averaged around like 16, 17% strikeout rates for the last two or three seasons. This team last season with this projected starting lineup had a 24% strikeout rate against righties. It's not the same team. Pick on Minnesota with high strikeout guys to start the season, and that's what we're going to see here from Barrios. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you 100%. Um, Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. I wish – Man, I, I wish I wish Barrios wasn't starting here. I, I really do because listen, I, Kansas City is a team I've got my eye on in the right matchup. Um, and this is just me talking generally for the year since since we're on them. But you, you talked about Merrifield, you talked about Mondesi, you talked about Gordon. I, I think Billy Hamilton being in this nine spot this year with this team. I think it's going to work wonders for him if he can just put the ball in play. Because when you've got – I mean, you got to think – he's almost got a form of, of, of run protection um, kind of baked in, especially when they're at home. Imagine him getting on base. You talked about all the guys that are going to run. Alex Gordon is another guy that, that I wrote up on Sunday that I really like. The price is typically going to stay down. And, and the way it's looking, he's always going to have somebody on base most games, you know, between Merrifield, Mondesi, Hamilton. Though That 9-1-2-3 wraparound this year for me, if they keep this order, it's going to be one that, you know, it, you know, I'm, I'm just going to be targeting those, that, that stack in the right matchup. I, I, that, that's just a stack I love for the year. I mean, it, there's, you know – if those guys get rolling on the base paths and start embarrassing pitchers, I mean, you, you could get eight steals out of those four guys in one game. So I, that's just something I want to put out there since we, we were kind of talking about that. Well, I'm just, I'm just waiting patiently. I don't know if they even play this year, but please let Kansas city get John Lester. Just oh, please goodness. like it's eight stolen bases in that game. <laughs> it's going to be ugly. If they get on base, which they will, it's going to be ugly, man. Ugly. Um, I'll be honest. I haven't done a lot of research on the cheaper guys yet. I don't know which cheaper guys I'm looking at, maybe for potentially for tournaments. But it's going to be pretty easy to fit in like a Barrios or uh, a Ryu, a Snell, a Sale, um, even like a Verlander. Like, it's a day that I'm probably going to be paying up for pitching. Um, I, I know... Reed Foley, garbage, got beat up on Monday. But, like, this is a spot I think you could potentially look at Stroman. Um, I think he's a much better pitcher than Reed Foley. I just – I haven't done a lot of research on the cheap guys yet and really looked at, what like, what matchups I want to look at and which guys I might play. But it's probably going to be a day that I'm going to be paying up for pitching at, at first look. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to be paying up today. Uh, no doubt about it. Uh I'm just – I'm going to be paying up for sure. So looking at some bats here, I know like the Toronto has been super chalky at almost every game to start the season. I think that's like accurate, right? Like they've been a pretty popular offense just about every time they've taken the field. 
They get a matchup here with a guy that does not throw a... I guess he throws a changeup, and he throws a slider every once in a while to righties. It's like 20%. It's finally the spot that I really, really just want to like go all in on the Toronto Bats against Kashner. Um, man, enjoy it. Uh, I yeah. Not... Hey, listen, I get it. They've been, they've been bad. They've been I, I, really bad. Yeah, I, I've played them twice. <laughs> I played them twice, and I, I just realized that they're not ready to play Major League Baseball right now, right this minute. And when I discovered that, I said, you know, I said I will not play the Toronto Blue Jays anymore until they prove to me that they can consecutively score runs in a game. Uh, and they did score a few runs today, but uh, I, I didn't play them at all. Uh, and I, I'm going to continue down that path until they prove me otherwise. Uh, you know, there, there's another team that I've got my eye on in this spot. Uh, I, I want to see if the Seattle Mariners are going to be for real. Um, they, they've been scoring runs pretty much every game. Uh, I'm actually going in right now because that's a game I, I did, didn't watch. They've scored four runs so far today. It's in the top of the seventh. Uh, so we'll see kind of how they end this game. But uh, Seattle's a team I've got my eye on. They've been pretty hot recently. Um, and then can, can I play the Miami Marlins against Jason Castro today? I know oh. <laughs> I, I know that Miami is terrible. But I have I don't ever put my faith in Jason Castro ever. I mean Jason Vargas, excuse me. I said Castro. Castro's a catcher. Jason Vargas. So Miami's a team. I'm, I'm going to have my eye on this spot. Maybe a Brian Anderson, Starling Castro. Uh, I, I might even throw in Lewis Brinson in this spot. Um, listen, this team is awful, but I, I, I trust them more than I trust Jason Vargas. This is a little team, especially. This is the team I would play on this slate if I was just really going to pay up at both pitching spots. So, you know, if if if, if the game's clear, maybe if I'm thinking about Verlander and Sale or Scherzer and Sale or or Scherzer and Verlander or something something like that, this is the team I would look at to make something like that happen. And I, I think you get them at very low ownership unless, you know, people start deciding that, okay, Jason Vargas is terrible and they want to play him against him as much as – as much as I do. Yeah, I don't mind like maybe like um an Anderson, Castro, Lewis Brinson. Um it's kind of it. I don't I still don't see like a, a lot of upside with like Rojas, maybe well, Herrera. Alfaro has been hit hit a little bit though, man. A, a little bit. A little bit. Yeah, like as hey, yeah, Will, did you not ever listen to the podcast before? Punt catchers <laughs> are my thing. Like like let's be realistic. I probably punt catcher more than everybody in the industry. Like, um, just to just to kind of backtrack really quick um, to the Trevor Cahill thing uh, with the Seattle Mariners. You know, Cahill, a guy that his first start, a lot of fly balls, a lot of hard contact, and did not miss a lot of bats. Eighty-one percent contact rate, forty-seven percent hard hit rate, and he had a fifty-seven percent fly ball rate in that first start. So. With the Mariners hitting the ball as well as they have been, I think that's an excellent call. Um, Oakland hung up four runs against Cahill, uh, Cahill, Cahill, um, and they had two home runs against him. So I think 
watching that start, he was leaving a lot of stuff up. If he leaves stuff up here uh, against Seattle, we could see two, three, four home runs here. So I like that. I like that call. Um, I think that's going to be it for today. You know, like I said, I think we talked baseball for about 20 minutes. Um, eventually Boston's going to hit, you know, they're a team that they're going to hit. They're going to hit somebody hard very soon. Um, really like the, the right-handed power bats against Mike fires, who is a reverse splits guy. I think Mookie's one of the top plays on the slate. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I like him as well, and I mean, look, nobody's going to run away with scores right now because the weather is not out of control, and I, I, I think that's something to, to like just talk about like thirty seconds, like you know, unless there's a game in Milwaukee or or like a game in Toronto, you know, games that that have control, like Miami, which Miami is more of a, a, a I guess Miami is a little bit more neutral now. Uh, Tampa Bay is more of a pitcher's part, but you know. The weather just isn't out of control anywhere. So, you know, I've been watching, you know, baseball since Thursday. And even at Yankee Stadium, you know, these guys, Gary Sanchez hit one opening day, and he just knew it was going out. Well, the weather just was not in his favor, and it went right to the warning track. Uh, You know, the same thing happened uh, uh, tonight, I think, in the – I think in the the Atlanta game, or maybe it wasn't the Atlanta game, but I just remember the commentator saying, man – if it was 50 degrees, that would have been a home run. Well, it's it's cool a lot of places. The weather is really holding back the home run factor, which is why you see teams like the Dodgers teeing off. You know, they're pretty much 60, 65, 70 degree weather. They're playing in much better weather, so they're, they're able to hang a few more runs. Uh, but teams that are not in good, good weather situations, especially a lot of their home run hitters, you know, they're not going to hit as many right now. And so I think you can use that to your advantage and take a few shots on teams that you wouldn't otherwise take a shot on uh, and just hope they can put the ball and play a little bit more. Fair enough. Um, any final thoughts before we get out of here, my man? No, I'm done, man. Enjoy <laughs> enjoy your earnings if you have them today because we're coming for your earnings tomorrow. Just kidding, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Going to end up an okay night on FanDuel, but, man, I got crushed on DraftKings tonight, so – on that note, uh, we're going to get out of here. We'll be back tomorrow talking basketball. Big NBA slate on Wednesday. Um, Thursday, we'll talk baseball and basketball again with the small basketball slate. So, hope everyone has an awesome Tuesday. We'll see you guys on Wednesday. Good luck in your contests, and we will see you then.